This is very important. Whether you have a ton of money or whether you're on a tight budget, this will still cause a rift in your relationship if you don't have this conversation. What is our spending threshold and what kind of purchases would you want to be consulted on? Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everyone, before we get started with this episode, I want to share some really exciting new news with you. Are you ready for this? For the love of money is getting a total upgrade. We are getting brand new branding. And best of all, we are changing our name. For the love of money is now going to become the Chris Harder Show. Now, the mission has not changed. We are going to continue to make you unapologetic about your pursuit of as much wealth as possible, knowing that when good people make good money, they do great things. But under this new umbrella, the Chris Harder Show, Not only will we continue to bring you great money mindset, and not only will we continue to bring you great business training, but it allows us to talk about more things that are also important in the journey. So I promise you, if you love this show right now, you are absolutely going to love where I am taking it. And Best of all, I am taking you along with me on the ride. I cannot wait to get your feedback on the brand new show and the brand new upgrade that we are all getting together. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another amazing episode of For the Love of Money. It's another For the Love of Money Monday over here where we talk about all things money, making money, saving money, multiplying money, anything that is going to help you put yourself in a better financial position. And today, we're talking to anybody who is married up or seriously dating or wants to call in that amazing partner because one of the biggest stresses when you partner up with somebody in a relationship is money. As a matter of fact, it is the number one source of divorce. I'm sure you've heard that many times over and over. As a matter of fact, a lot of the estimates out there that just say that just an extra $500 a month would actually save a significant percentage of divorces. Now, I know on this show, we talk about making an extra 100 grand a year, an extra half a million dollars a year, or helping you hit those million-dollar dreams. But let's just back it up a minute. An extra $500 a month, according to so many studies, would save relationships from splitting apart. And so listen, if you are just now in the front end of a relationship, you're like, hey, this this is going to be my ride or die. Like, I think this person is it. Or if you have been married for 15 years, like Lori and I have, or 50 years, it is never too late to ask the following four important money questions of your significant other. And that's what we're talking about today. Four important money questions that you must ask your ride or die partner for life. So let's dive into these things. The first question is this. You want to ask your partner, what makes you feel more secure, saving or earning? What makes you feel more secure, saving or earning? Now, here's why this is a really important question. Some people, their security, their sense of, hey, I'm set up and I'm safe, comes from cutting back and saving and making sure that they're always contributing to their 401k and maxing that out, making sure that they've got a certain amount of savings in the bank and making sure that they're living on a very strict budget. And to them, that feels like control and it feels like a plan. And to one set of personalities out there, control and a plan means security. But now to someone like me, 
My financial security, I believe, comes from my ability to create wealth out of thin air. I mean, I have friends, really good friends, who have done all the right things and have lost $80 million in a year and had to start over again. And so I'm of the mindset, and it doesn't make me right or wrong, by the way, I'm of the mindset that my security comes from my earning power, my ability to create wealth out of thin air, and the fact that I will always be able to do that no matter what we have stored away for the future. Because I actually believe that there is no magic number that makes you perfectly secure. Anything can happen. And boy, did we learn that in 2020. And so that's what makes this question so important. Asking your partner, what makes you feel more secure? Saving or earning? Living on a budget or out-earning every single problem? Because once you know what makes them tick, it makes it easier to set goals together. It makes it easier to have financial conversations together. It makes it easier to meet in the middle if one of you feels secure saving on a budget and the other one feels secure by getting out there and and out-earning any problem that you have. And this will save you so many fights because perspective comes to play. When, When you're married up or when you've got a partner and you're sharing finances, And they see you out there hustling, hustling, hustling all the time, working those long hours, making that money. But that's not where they think security comes from. They think it comes from living on a budget and socking away money on a, a very scheduled way. Then unfortunately, until they know where your quote security, sense of security comes from, they think that you're just a workaholic. They don't understand that you are in pursuit of security. And then the flip side is true. when. You're out there like, come on, big goals, big dreams. Let's do it. Earn, earn, earn. Let's be rich together. And you see them always questioning your spending, always questioning you. the next mastermind you want to invest in, the next coach you want to invest in, or the next business that you want to start. That doesn't make them right or wrong. That just means that their security comes from a more conservative plan of saving, not earning. And that's what makes number one such an important question. What makes you feel more secure? Saving and budgeting or out-earning any problem and goal. All right, number two. What's more important to you? Spending your money on things or experiences? Things or experiences? Oh, this one I see all the time. And by the way, remember, none of these make your partner right or wrong. It just makes them them and you, you. And if you're lucky, you guys actually see eye to eye. And if you don't see eye to eye, then that's what makes asking these questions important. So you don't build stories, but you find a beautiful, harmonious way to still meet your goals. So question number two, what's more important to you? Spending your money on things or experiences. Now, let me give you an example. I was just at this beautiful uh, exotic car storage garage. They manage your whole collection there for you. And I was talking to a guy there and you know, obviously he's got his cars there and he absolutely loves them. And he was joking how his his wife thinks they're a waste of money and, and they're a waste of time. And and they even, you know, they take him away from her and that kind of thing. Except what's made him work so hard in life and build a company and sell it was his desire for these beautiful automotive works of art that go up in value. We're not talking about like buying some cheesy ass Lamborghini that goes down in value. No, he's buying beautiful classics that are literally functional art. And so what motivated him where he placed his value was working hard for things. And that doesn't make him right or wrong. But to his wife, his wife receives her value through experiences. She wants him home. She wants to be traveling with him. She wants to go to the south of France with him. 
She thinks the cars are a waste of money because that might be taking away from a month in Spain together, both time and money. And so it's very important to ask your partner, hey, once we're doing well, and heck, even while we're on our way, when we got a little extra money, what's important to you? Spending it on things? Is that a reward for you? Or experiences? Is that a reward for you? And really, that's what this comes down to. Understanding what your partner values and what makes them happiest in terms of rewards. Are they rewarded by going out and getting that watch? Or are they rewarded by being able to book a cabin in Lake Tahoe and spend three days uninterrupted together? Now, I'll tell you, for for me, I go right down the middle. I love things as much as I love experiences. And the older I get, the more sentimental I get, the more sentimental I get. Unfortunately, it just exasperates both of them. Now I want collectibles. And now I want experiences I can remember forever. To Lori, it is strictly experiences. She hates things. She doesn't like jewelry. She gets annoyed when I buy too many cars. She, she wants as few things in our life that could possibly weigh us down. She likes to be light and free and have freedom and go experience things together. And so asking this question of her so that I understand what feels like a reward to her and so that she understands what feels like a reward to me is very important. Hey, babe, what's more important to you, spending our money on things or experiences? And so I suggest you ask your partner that as well. And that's number two. Number three is this. What is our spending threshold? Or better yet, what kind of purchases do you want to be consulted on? And this is different for every single household. And by the way, there's not some magic number like if your budget is this, then your, your number threshold should be that. Because it's different for every couple. Some couples feel disrespected if you're making purchases without consulting them. That doesn't make them right or wrong. That's just how they're built. And so you need to know that. This needs to be on the table. Other couples could care less. Now, I've got a funny story around this. A few weeks ago, um, I was at the Jeep dealership with my brother, Nick, and he was buying a new Jeep. And I said to the guy, kind of half off the cuff, and, and as a backstory, we need a Jeep to pull behind the motorhome. So both Lori and I already kind of agreed that, hey, yeah, you know, we're going to get a Jeep come this summer so we can drag it around behind the motorhome. And so I thought it'd be no problem if I said to the, the dealer, I say, hey, go get your sales manager. I got an idea. So he goes, he gets a sales manager. And I say, hey, listen, if I buy an extra Jeep right now that I wasn't planning on buying today, will you give both my brother and I this number on our two cars? In other words, will you give us an extraordinary deal if I give you two cars for one when you were only expecting to get one car right now? And long story short, he said, yes. And so I bought a Jeep, You know, went to help Nick. And instead, we both got one. And so I came home and I was all excited. Lori, guess what? It has your color interior. They only make these. It's one of those Jeep gladiators. So it's like a Jeep pickup, right? And it's this awesome uh, version of it called the, the Mojave. And it's jacked up and it's got the interior that she's always, always, always wanted. This white cream interior with this awesome stitching around it. And I know she's an interior girl when it comes to a car. So I was all excited. Babe, look at this. Aren't you excited? And she was mad. I thought she was going to be excited. And I thought she wouldn't care at all. And she was mad. Do you know why she was mad? Two reasons. One, because she likes spending our money on experiences, not things. And she sees things as just more resistance. Something else that's going to get in our way and weigh us down. Right? So that was question number two I just shared with you. Question number three, what is our spending threshold? She was mad not because I spent 60 grand that weekend. She could care less about 60 grand. 
She was mad because I didn't consult her on what felt like a big purchase. She felt like she should have been included in that conversation. And I felt she could care less. Like She can go buy whatever she wants for 60 grand. I don't care. I wouldn't be mad. But actually, as I say that out loud, I realize, well, I guess I'd want her to like acknowledge like, hey, babe, is it cool that I get this? Seems like a lot of money. And so I fully understand where she was coming from. And she was like mad for a week and now she loves the thing. So now she's glad, but she was mad for a week because of question number two and question number three. Question number three being, what is our spending threshold and what kind of purchases do you want to be consulted on? And I get that. I should have asked that question, not, hey, babe, can I buy the Jeep? But hey, babe, what is our, our spending threshold where you might feel like you should have been included? Or what kind of purchases do you want to be consulted on? Like putting an extra car in the garage, is, is that going to trigger you? And so guys, this is very important. Whether you have a ton of money or whether you're on a tight budget, this will still cause a rift in your relationship if you don't have this conversation. What is our spending threshold and what kind of purchases would you want to be consulted on? So that's number three. Number four, how often do you want an update on our finances? In other words, let's be honest. Usually, the two of you aren't sitting down and paying the bills together. That's pretty rare. We don't live in, we live in a time where everyone's too busy. Usually, one person is more money minded. One per, usually, one person is more organized. One, usually, one person just likes it more than the other. And so, of course, they're going to be the one that quotes, manages the finances. Except both parties must always know what's going on in their financial picture. That is a non-negotiable for a healthy relationship. I have too many stories where somebody was left in the dark. They had no idea. They were broke. They thought they were doing well. Husband left and she had nothing. And in that story, it's not just the husband who's at fault. They both are. Because it is each of your responsibility to proactively seek to know your financial picture at any given moment or to at least have a very accurate, close idea of it. And so Lori and I do that through money dates. I've taught about that on the show all the time. Once a month, we set a money date. We make it a beautiful experience. We pour a glass of wine, either in our beautiful home or we go out to dinner. And I, who pay the bills and and run the finances, I give her a rundown. All right, babe, here's our net worth. Here's how much is liquid cash. Here's um, what our assets are. Here is what's coming in. And that update makes her feel included and secure in knowing where we're at. And that also is her responsibility as much as it is my responsibility. That's what I love about her. She knows that. She owns that. In knowing whether we're trending up, trending down, how close we are to our goals. And by the way, when you make it a joint mission like that, it makes it way more fun. And as a caveat, don't try and solve any financial problems if you have some, oh, you shouldn't have been spending money on this. Yeah, well, you're always spending money on this hobby. That's not when you get into that conversation on your money date, if that's how you're going to choose to do this. If you're having a monthly money date, you don't solve problems there. You just give a state of the union and then you continue to celebrate anything good you can find in it because there's always something good. If you have a dollar in your wallet right now, that is something good and you need to see that as a blessing because someone else doesn't. And so you celebrate your blessings and you make it a positive experience because that way you start to associate checking in on your money as a positive experience. That's the whole idea. And when you see checking in on your money as a positive experience together, then that helps you go out there and manifest and create more money together because it becomes something you look forward to instead of sticking your head in the sand and being scared of. And so question number four is, hey, how often do you want an update on our finances? And then you make it happen. 
Guys, these are the four important money questions to ask your significant other. I'll repeat them one more time. Number one, what makes you feel more secure? Saving on a budget or earning? Number two, what's more important to you? Spending your money on things or experiences? Number three, what is our spending threshold? And what kind of purchases would you want to be consulted on? And number four, how often do you want an update on our finances? I promise you, whether you are just like, hey, I think this is my person. I'm about to pop the question. Or whether you're 15 years in married like Lori and I, or 45 years in married, doesn't matter. It's never too late and it's never too early to ask these questions so that you can understand where your partner places value so that you can avoid arguing once you know how they tick and what makes them, you know, how they understand money so that you can avoid arguing over finances, which is the biggest stress in any relationship. You do that. And of course, you're going to not only have a great relationship, but when good couples like you make good money, then you have the ability to do great things. And like giving couples advice like this and working with couples is literally one of our favorite things to do. You know, we already have that super high-end couples mastermind this year, which you'll see on social media as we execute that thing. But what you may not know is when we run our elite entrepreneur mastermind, 25 to 30% of that room every single year are couples. They join it together. And the cool part is we give you a discount for joining together. And the reason we do that is there's a magic that couples bring into the mastermind. You know, that means that two-thirds of the room, they're in there as an individual, but oh, you better believe they tap into the couple's experience. Hey, my wife is back home. Hey, my husband's back home. How should I present this business opportunity to her? How should I talk about money with her? How should I tell her that I need to invest 400 grand in, in a team this year? And so when we bring couples into the elite mastermind, it takes it up a notch, even though it's a mastermind for everybody. And so if you hear that and you're like, hey, that's what we need. Babe, we need to get in there together. And you know that your business is going to exceed $500,000 or more this year because that's the minimum entry for the elite level mastermind. Then I want you to hit me up. There's only a few... Matter of fact, by the time this episode comes out, there might be. There might be two spots left by the time this episode comes out. And so if that's you, I actually suggest you hurry over to your phone and text the word elite to me at 310-421-0416. Text the word elite to me at 310-421-0416 or just go to fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash mastermind and apply right there. We'll jump on a Zoom, see if you're a great fit, make sure we're a great fit for you and you'll get one of those last spots left for any couple or any individual earning more than $500,000 this year. Can't wait to see who we end up closing out this year's mastermind with. It's an amazing group this year, but better than that, even if the mastermind's not for you, these four important money questions are, do me a favor, hit me up on Instagram, DM me, share with me how the conversation went when you ask these four um, questions, four financial questions of your partner. I love hearing those stories and I appreciate your listening. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.